It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network on iHeartRadio. Voice of Freedom, the out loud truth. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on iHeartRadio Network. You can also hear us on the media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, and Alexa. We stream 24-7, and now you can also hear them on the podcast on those same apps. All of our shows go to podcasts typically one to two days after the broadcast is heard, broadcast is heard on, on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure you subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for us. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, and the videos. And you know we do that a lot so that we can keep and we can help secure America's future. You can find out more about the National Security Hour and get all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu at theamericaoutloud.com under show or schedule. And then you'll be in the know. All righty. So we want to thank you for coming back to the National Security Hour. Your host this hour, again, Dr. Michael Scheuer and Colonel Mike. And uh, we don't have any guests today, so I want to start it off with my co-host, Dr. Mike. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Colonel. It's always good to uh, talk with you and to share at least a little bit of Easter with you. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, that was yesterday, and we had yeah. a good time. We had a good time yesterday. Uh, everybody, you know, I didn't even know that these Easter bunnies were laying eggs, but that's something I just found out recently. Um, let's go right into what we want to deep dive. And that's we're going to talk about a few things, the end of empire. But I want to start off with, Mike, as since you were a former agency analyst in the Intel division there for many years at the CIA, the CIA director, who is now currently Bill Burns or William Burns, uh, visited Saudi Arabia, aired frustration, quotation, okay, aired frustration over Iran-Syria thaw. Now, when I saw this, I said to myself, wait a minute, uh, these, this guy flies in unannounced, okay, and again, we always have somebody in the Democratic Party speaking on the condition of anonymity, you know, and a U.S. official confirmed the trip uh, to the monitor, uh, Director Burns traveled to Saudi Arabia, where he met with the intelligence counterparts and country leaders on the issue of shared interest, the U.S. official said. So right away, what comes to my mind, OK, is, wait, you're going to go there and talk about this relation. This is the Middle East. This is the back. Uh, this is their background. Um, is there something that Saudi Arabia owes you? since we've had these tarnished relations when Biden came into office, okay? Is this, is this something that has to do with maybe uh, Khashoggi? And the report revealed that the U.S. spy chief expressed displeasure over Riyadh's ongoing rapprochement with both Tehran and Damascus. Burns expressed frustration with the outings, according to the people familiar with the matter. He told Saudi Crown Prince, 
Mohammed bin Salman that the U.S. has felt blindsided by the realities and with Iran and Syria. So I, Mike, I look at this and I say, wait a minute. If I was MBS, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't like the deal that was brokered with China and Russia and all this stuff? You guys are partners with them. The Biden crime family's partners with them. You're doing all kinds of deals with China. You let balloons fly over your country. What are you coming here telling me? How, what do you take on this, Mike? Well, I think it's I think it's just the unreality of what um, the, the Biden administration and most of the U.S. government uh, lives in. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, uh, you know the Chinese uh, have their own business to to uh, to uh, take care of in the region, and as far as I'm concerned, if they want to take our place in the Middle East, let them see mm-hmm. how much they like it, enjoy it, and find out how they get stabbed in the back hundreds of times. Uh, as long as, but they'll they'll keep if they keep coughing up money, you know, then then the Saudis will take it a little easy on them. But um, you know, in my mind. Uh, anything that that uh, uh, they the, the Biden administration does is is um, tainted by this idea that America somehow is still the power it was uh, on VJ Day in 1945. Mm-hmm. That we wield uh, economic and military power that's uh, insurmountable, and I, I think you make a, a very good point. I remember thinking that uh, Arabs being Arabs and Arab kings being Arab kings, uh, the language that was used by Biden, the White House, the State Department about the the bumping off of uh, Khashoggi in in Turkey, apparently by the Saudis, was something that would come home to roost at some point. They're, They're pretty proud people. I've never remembered them in all of my years working uh, in instances that included Saudi Arabia, to have um, uh, a Saudi stand up in public and call us any kind of name. They may well have done so in uh, in private, and I wouldn't blame them, I think, at times, but uh, not publicly. But really, Biden was absurdly stupid in, in the way he dressed down uh, the, the, the soon-to-be king uh, in public, and those things in the Arab world stick around a long time and require revenge at some point. And maybe this is a little bit of it. Mike, who was the intelligence chief uh, just around nine eleven um, for Saudi Arabia? Was it Faisal? His name um, was Faisal? Prince Turkey. Turkey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he has no problem, you know, dressing down America when it's called for within Europe or wherever he is, and he checks us. From time to time, what checked uh, by checking us, I mean, you know, he he throws out a little bone like, hey, before you open your mouth and you want to throw rocks in glass houses kind of thing, you know, take a look yeah. at your own. Beer, you know what I mean? And at many times he's been right. Um, however, you know, having friends and associates within the Gulf region in the Gulf countries, uh, I understand what you're saying about the culture. They're very quiet. They're very uh they they don't like to boast. They'll say it, you know, in a diplomatic arena, you know, a party or something. Uh, they'll say something over the shoulder. Uh, they're very uh, controlled. Let's put it that way. OK. And they always looked at America as a friend. They didn't want to say anything bad in many, many cases. OK. But this is just ridiculous. Now, I want to ask you another question. And that is. 
what what you think, Mike. Uh, who went with this guy? Who do you think went with this guy? This guy didn't go alone. He didn't go with one or two people. Who do you think took a visit to Saudi Arabia? With? Oh, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if if the newspapers or somebody in the media gets a uh, list of the members of his party that John Brennan went with him. You think so, huh? Yeah, Brennan served there as a, a the the as the CIA chief in in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and uh, got on very well with the Saudis. In fact. When we were trying to gather uh, uh, basic information about Osama bin Laden, we sent uh, oh uh, maybe half a dozen or more cables uh, to to him to his uh, people there in the kingdom, asking them to gather just basic information about uh, Osama bin Laden: uh, birth date, birth certificate, medical record, uh, financial papers, what whatever they could get. And they wouldn't do it, and they wouldn't do it, and they wouldn't do it. And finally, uh, Brennan sent a message back to say, we're not going to ask for any of this stuff because it makes the Saudis mad. And the the doof that was the CIA intelligence director, their uh, CIA director, then uh, George Tenet, sided with him and agreed we shouldn't make the Saudis feel um, out of uh, out of out of what uh, out of sorts because we've asked them for information that's readily available and is of interest to protecting their own country too many times. It's, so I wouldn't doubt that, that he uh, is in the good graces of the Saudi establishment and he may have gone out there with him. It's, it's just, a you know, it's, it, it does, won't make a lot of difference because really he and uh, Burns are not on uh, uh, any kind of wavelength that the Saudis and the Iranians and the Chinese are. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a broker deal. I mean, obviously, it was a broker deal by China, who who look it was looking to replace America on the world stage, thanks to many administrations in America, uh, mostly Obama and and uh, the present administration, the Biden administration, who has many many business dealings within the uh, country of, of communist China, and there's a lot of things. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say that, that there's an incentive here, I think, for the Saudis to um, uh, get uh, into better a better relationship with Iran. I don't think that Iran is um, uh, a friend of the Saudis in, mm-hmm. in the sense that that uh, they're allies or anything like that. The division between so- between Sunnis and Shias is just too deep and probably too vicious to ever be um, like a U.S.-U.K. relationship, though I'd wish that on no one. <laughs> um, it's true. Yeah. It's very true. I'm sorry to laugh, but it's true. They, um, But the Saudis want, want balance in, in their region. Um, they don't want, it, it's better to have a Shia Iran that hates Sunnis than to have a Shia Iran approaching nuclear weapons that hates the Saudi kingdom. Hmm. Uh, so the Saudis are protecting their own end. Um, the Chinese, uh, as we, we know that they're, they're, uh, 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 knee deep in the, in the, in the Middle East, trying to acquire ports, build roadways and railways, uh, for their, um, um, uh, 
road and uh, road so, and, road, belt, belt road thing. Belt yeah. road, belt road. Uh, Initiative. Project. Initiative. Yes. Initiative, they made parts of Pakistan basically a a colony of mm -hmm. China via investment and bribes and an increasing number of Chinese within the within uh, Pakistan's population. Mm. So the, the the three of them getting together and the Iranians, you know, any pressure that they can take off themselves these days is probably welcome. And since they're, according to the media, so very close to being able to weaponize their plutonium uh, in very short order, uh, there's an incentive there for, for the Iranians and, and for the Chinese, because the Chinese get so much oil out of, out of the exactly, Gulf. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's the thing I didn't see in this report. I didn't see any, you know, hemming and horn about, hey, we need a little bit more oil. That wasn't on the table. What was on the table is Iran, Syria, Thor. And uh, apparently this has really put a uh, toothpick, toothpick in the eye of this administration running the CIA director over there. Um, I thought this, I think Burns was in the agency years. I got to check on it, but uh, I can just say, you know, more power to them. You know, if, if you want to see what happened post-Iraq war, Gulf, Gulf War One, Two. Take a look at Iraq today. That was our great democracy building program. So as far as I'm concerned, hey, Saudi Arabia, Gulf, do what you got to do. It's your it's your background. You know, you're not coming here and telling us what to do. What I do like to know is, you know, if we can get a little bit more of that fossil fuel, <laughs> because fossil fuel is what's going to make the country go forward. Uh, but I thought it was very interesting that uh, this piece was out there. Hey, Mike, we're going to take a break and come back for the second segment. And we want to thank you. You're on the National Security Hour with Colonel Mike and Dr. Mike. And uh, we're happy to be back again. And don't forget, five days a week, 7 p.m., the National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.com. Are you worried about spike proteins and how they may impact your health? Are you looking for help? The Wellness Company has an answer in the form of our clean, pure, all-natural spike formula developed by experts like Dr. Peter McCullough. The Wellness Company's spike formula includes the incredible natokinase, dandelion root, black sativa extract, green tea, and iris sea moss. Even better, the spike formula by The Wellness Company is vegan, gluten-free, and made right here in the USA. So you know that you can trust and rely on it if you're concerned about spike proteins. Buying American-made naturalistic ingredients of this quality separately costs over $100. Our spike formula is only $65.99. Get spike formula today by going to twc.health. Outloud listeners use the code OUTLOUD at checkout for an additional discount. Go to twc.health, promo code OUTLOUD, and get peace of mind if you're concerned about spike proteins. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. 
Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.com. We're happy you're back with us. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, 24-7, you can go to AmericaOutloud.com. Plenty of shows on there. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on all the apps. Uh, we're happy to be back again. My co-host, Dr. Michael Scheuer, and I'm Colonel Mike, and we'll be with you for the remainder of the hour. Uh, we're happy to be your, your guest today. And don't forget, um, we, I'm sorry, we're happy to be your host today. Do not forget to go to AmericaOutloud.com, and you can go to twomikes.us. Send us any comments you like. We always appreciate comments and uh, emails. We, we enjoy them very much. And we're happy to be on here Monday, 7 o'clock. We're on 7 o'clock, five days a week. The National Security House has some of the best shows on there. Our executive producer, Mary Fanning, just ran a tremendous show just a couple of days ago. And you may want to tune in on the spy program on the American citizens that was put into place by former President Obama. Mike? Let's go forward a little bit now that we just covered the Middle East. Colonel, I think maybe there's two, one or two quick things to say more about this. I thought of it over our uh, okay. commercial break. break. Yeah. And I wonder if the Chinese and um, the Iranians and the Saudis also aren't looking forward to uh, uh, the return of Trump and the return of uh, American... It, energy industry to being the most prolific producer of energy fossil fuels in the world. And that they're trying to secure their own markets there at this time before we're, uh, we come back online. Now it's, it's just a, a guess, but I, I think there's, you have to look ahead when you're, I guess, running a country. So uh, that might be a thing. It very well could be Mike, because uh, if I was them, I'd be thinking about Trump coming back, uh, and we don't even want to get into the brag story. It's been so much covered, but there's nothing there. It's, you know, it's another one of these. Uh, what do they used to call them? A nothing burger. <laughs> <laughs> one of those nothing burgers. But what it really is, though, Mike, it's really lawfare. 
And I, and I see a lot of people using that word. Mary started with that. Lawfare is when they just want to take you down and make you get sued and puts, you know, all kinds of you know, courts, you know, get you in the courts and spend all this money, you know, try to bust you out, you know. But you know what? There's got to be a law put in place that if you're going to put these phony uh, charges against people and they have to spend hundreds of thousands, then not the government, not the state, not the federal government should pay it back. But the person who went after you should personally pay it back because because they don't mind spending taxpayer money. You know, like the Mueller report what was that 40, 50 million dollars. All right. Yeah. Nothing happened. You know, Russia collusion. John, what was his name? Mark Warner, the senator of Virginia. Oh, nothing happened. Who gave the money back? Who 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 got their money back? Who got their rep? You know, there was a guy years ago, transportation secretary when Reagan was president. He was at a Long Island somewhere and he was, you know, they went after him. And I remember, I'll never forget as long as I live on TV, he says, where do you go to get your reputation back? Yeah. Okay. You could spend all this money, hundreds of thousands, and they, they try to bust that guy too. But he said, where do you go to get your reputation back? You know, and that happened to a friend, a dear friend of mine who uh, used to work for a congressman when he was on one of these uh, committees. He was a committee chairman uh, for one of the uh, Eurasian committees, and they destroyed him, you know, on the internet. And, I mean, really destroyed him you know, just devastated him after 29 years serving the country, you know, working in the U.S. Congress, traveling yeah. all around the globe, uh, going to hotspots. And, you know, where do you go to get your reputation back? It's not just the money, it's the reputation. Yeah. But these people have to be held responsible because as a civil servant, as you know, Mike, you worked for the government, I contracted, but you work direct, you know, you're responsible. You just can't have the tax, all right, let's sue me. You know, the state or the federal government will pay you millions of dollars. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, you should be responsible. You should be, first of all, fired and then sued because you went after per a person just on the basis of an opposition opinion or an opposition party. Right. Or 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 covering, opening up the facts that you lied. Look what they did to Trump. Yeah. You had impeachment. You had Russia collusion. Right. Yeah. And it cost millions of dollars of the taxpayers money. You know, and, and he 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 was still trying to run the country as president. So they destroyed. I mean, you talk about obstruction of justice and obstruction of running a country. These are just brutal, brutal yeah. people. And we're in dire straits. You know, what do you do? Mike, let's go right into the subject you want to talk about, too. What do you do about this when it comes to the end of empire? How does this work? Well, I, I think, you know, at some point, we're going to recognize this, and I think we're all becoming aware of it, that that if if Biden and his organization stay in power for the full term, uh, our economy will be destroyed. Our food will be contaminated with mRNA. They're going to start shooting that into pigs and, and uh, into beef. Uh, we're already suffering massive amounts of Overexpected, uh, unanticipated deaths higher than they should ever have been from the last vaccine that was given to humans, and and uh, there's there's many other things. But it, it, what are we doing on the eve of the death of the republic? Well, we seem to be doing nothing more seriously than searching for more wars and to expand wars we've already we've st already started. We're pretty close to $150 billion. And I think they gave almost $3 billion more this week to Zelensky and his army and his military and his Nazis. 
even as they're slowly being uh, eviscerated by the Russians. And uh, why? Why would you do that when the country is in extremis by almost any measure? The banks are going down, apparently. Um, there's fools in this government who think they're going to be able to sap off on Americans the uh, 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 digital currency where they'll track you from the bathroom to the bedroom to work and home again. Um, it, it's, it's just a disastrous situation, but certainly it's not a situation in which we can afford to print $150 billion or, or or borrow $150 billion if anybody will lend us money and give it to a nitwit. Uh, who has gotten his country ruined by refusing to uh, uh, negotiate any kind of peace between 2021 and uh, uh, or 2022 and or since from between 2014 and 2022, uh, he consistently, they all consistently and NATO blocked any kind of an agreement between Putin and whoever was running Ukraine at the time. So you wonder what, what's going on. Uh, and the other thing, you know, there, there's obviously a lot of media um, uh, support for what Biden wants to do, you know, unleashing the transgenders, uh, refusing to call um, what happened in uh, Nashville a hate crime. Now, I don't think there is anything as such as a hate crime. Killing somebody crime. is a crime. It's a crime. Yeah, it's it's a it's a thing that the is Israelis American uh, Jewish community influenced the Congress to pass to protect their religion. Now, I don't think it applies to anybody like Christians, since both the government and uh, Jewish Americans are attacking Christians like crazy. But it's it's uh, it's a, it's a ridiculous situation that we're in. And yet, well, you know what, what I saw, Mike? You know what I saw? When I saw that it took so long to identify the person as transgender, it took so long for them to even say the word Christian, Christian school. It was a private school. All, all yes. the news media was private school. You knew there was something wrong. They didn't identify white, black, Asian, whatever, Hispanic. They didn't identify male or female. You say, okay, what are they holding back? Because if it's a white guy right away, it's a MAGA Trump guy. They give it to you right away. Bam. You know what I'm saying? So when I saw that, I said, okay, this is taking a little bit too long. But the nerve of this administration to have Kamala Harris go down and say, well, you know, we want to defend these two people from the Democratic Party. Now, I understand you're black, but let's not even say that. Okay. There are two people from the Democratic Party who stood up in opposition to the Tennessee legislature. What that was was a mini insurrection raiding the state house, right? Which they allowed to do. They're, the Democrats could do that in our Congress with the member the pink pussy hats and stuff like that. Yeah. All these people can do that. They can make raids. You know when they were doing uh, they were doing the uh, Supreme Court justices. Remember how they raided the Congress? Those things don't count. It only counts when you know the MAGA guys or the right wing guys do it. Yeah, but. When I saw Harris go down and now Biden is, is opening up the White House, there's going to be an invitation to bring him to like, look at this. And then he has the nerve to answer the media and say, he, he said he didn't he didn't know it was Christian. He don't know anything about Christian. These are people who are so satanic. And like you say, debauchery, Mike, they're so satanic. They just they they're in your face. They are not. They don't believe in the founding principles of this country, how it was founded. 
They don't believe anything. Everything is upside down in this country. And uh, for the amount of people, the percentage of the population who are whether gay, transgender, minority, whatever, it doesn't amount to 16%. And they're wagging us by the tail, like you have to follow us and you have to do this. No, we're not. For this country to survive, we have to turn back to God, number one. And for this country to survive, we have to push back and say, we're not going to swallow this anymore. Enough is enough. Now, it's, it's, so, it's so ridiculous, Colonel. It's not even, you can just say, we're not listening. It's just simply not worth listening to you people. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I'm not going to pick on any group. I'm not going to pick on any religious race. But had that been Muslim or a Jewish school, you could forget about it. There'd be 17,000 FBI agents down there. They'd be flying them in on Gulf Streams 20 at a time. You see, but the thing is, Christianity is no longer front and center in the eyes of this administration and many people who work in the government. And that's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. They can't hide from that anymore. OK, so you've been outed. We know who you are. We know what you are. And you are a threat to the national security of our country. And I, I believe that in my heart. Right? Yeah. A threat to its existence, even. And yeah. You know, the, when, when we talk about the media, we all, all know that they're on board with the Democrats, but they're even on board with the Democrats in foreign policy. If you look at YouTube or, or um, BitChute or Rumble, there's it literally a dozen a day videos that are they're professionally made showing supposedly that uh, the Ukrainians are ripping the guts out of the Russian army. Now, of course, that's not true. The Ukrainians are being wiped out in terms of their military. They're being bled out by the, the amount of their population that's fled overseas from this war. But it's, it's, to, it's to condition the American people to believe the lies of people like General Petraeus, mm. who's everywhere on TV, taking time out from being a board member for how many companies, I don't know, uh, to, 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 to spread the same kind of lie that the media is spreading about the, uh, you know, Putin's going to be overthrown because Russians hate him. The Russian people don't care about Russians that are in eastern Ukraine. The Russian army is incompetent. All these lies that, on the, that they're lies on their face, but it's repetition. And there seems to be an endless amount of money available to make these videos and to, to somehow get military film of things crashing and burning and, and, and uh, fighting. Where, but who can tell where the hell the film came from? You can't see faces. You don't see uniforms very well. Uh, it, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an another attack on the American people. Well, it's the brainwashing and it's yes. the lying. It's conditioning. And, you know, Mary did a great article on that where, you know, Obama uh, reopened the uh, Munsford Act and uh, where he, we, he allowed the administration and our government to spy on us. It was closed for many, many years. Yes. So here you have a former president who's very popular. I mean, within the Democratic Party and with Republicans, very popular president. You know, he won twice and he didn't win uh, the presidency twice by having a minority uh, population vote for him. It took a lot of white people too, majority, right? 
Yeah, and, a lot of fools out there felt, uh, you know, guilty for slavery or something and decided to vote for that banana head. And and then and then he comes out and says, OK, let's spy on the American people. Yep. And, you know, he allowed these uh, these technologies, uh, the transfer of technologies to where our information is now held by countries overseas. The Chinese have our information. Other nations have our information, you know, and and this is. This is such a, a danger, or let's say, not just potential, Mike, past, present, and future, danger to our country. We had a spy balloon, like as if everybody says, well, you know, they were spying. Well, we knew that from Jump Street. Why would they even fly over military? What are they flying over military bases to look at flags? Of course we knew that. But nobody shot it down. Nobody, nobody made, listen, our administration, our our Congress was over in Taiwan visiting, right? Visiting. And you see how many stinks China made and they sent fleets out, right? Uh, because the American Congress was there. Well, let me ask you a question. Who raised a finger or screamed about this balloon in the air? We didn't get to know it until it was found out by somebody who took a picture and put it on the web. Yep. Uh, and now they're looking for another $946 billion budget for military and intel and all these defenses we are just being bled dry they're everything they do mike it's not like you always say they never win a war we are being bled dry this country and, and the money we're given to the ukraine we pay interest on it hello anybody home you know we print it but we pay interest well we, we certainly have done that but we've also bought uh, at, at a very high price the absolute assurance of another war with Russia by this week admitting Finland to NATO. Now well, there, there, was, uh, there was some talk uh, from uh, his, uh, uh, Dimitri, his, his sidearm guy there, about, you know, there'll be a preemptive strike. What if we have a preemptive strike? What if they don't wait? What if they decide, hey, enough is enough. You know what? Maybe we have to just shut them down a little bit. They throw something out there. That's a very good possibility. I mean, don't think for one minute you corner somebody like Putin and you're not going to get retaliation. Yeah. Okay. Well, you remember that the, the litany of things that he was complaining about was rather small. He said uh, Ukraine does not become a member of the EU or NATO and no American military facilities are um, allowed up next. To, we won't tolerate any up next to the uh, uh, Russian border. And so what did we do? We overthrew a pro-Russian government, put in a Nazi who's now running the government and have funded uh, a, a Nazi war against the Russians now for a couple of years. All right, hold that thought, Mike. We're going to come up on a commercial. Hey, you're on the National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.com. Don't forget to tune in every week. Seven o'clock, Monday to Friday, the National Security Hour on America Out Loud. We're on Apple, Alexa, all the apps, Spotify. You can find us. And this is where you go for the news 24-7, AmericaOutloud.com. All right. So we'll be back right after the commercial. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, 
seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic-era strains for decades? Cofix Rx took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix Rx nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.com. Voice of freedom, the outloud truth with liberty and justice for all. You're on with Dr. Michael Scheuer and me, Colonel Mike, and this is the final segment, and we'll be back again next Monday. Don't forget, tune in every day, 24-7, AmericaOutloud.com, where you get the news 24-7, and the National Security Hour, 7 o'clock, Monday to Friday, with great hosts, General McInerney, General Paul Vallely, military and intel experts, Ed Hoagland, Mary Fanning. Mike, welcome back. We're on the final hour, a final segment, I'm sorry, of the hour. Uh, continue with that thought that you had, please. Thank you. I was, I was just saying, you know, letting NATO into Finland is letting uh, uh, another country, this one directly on the uh, border with Russia, with a small intervening gulf uh, uh, of, of, of water. It, Finland is only 207 miles by air. Uh, from St. Petersburg, the second most and perhaps the most important city historically in Russia. And so while we lose the war in, in uh, Ukraine, we've now set ourselves up for another war uh, uh, for Russia to have to consider because 
again, here we have an EU member and a NATO member sitting right on its border. And uh, uh, you know, if you're in NATO, sooner or later, uh, joint bases with the Americans or some other of the NATO uh, allies will pop up on your territory. And who knows what that's going to bring? It, bring, be, it brought chemical warfare weapons into Ukraine near the Russian border uh, from the United States, which is never going to be something that that is not in the Russians' uh, mind as they plan foreign and military policy. So it, it's almost like, well, uh, uh, Biden's going to Biden's seeing that they're going to lose in Ukraine. So where can we get more trouble caused uh, that will generate another war with Russia? And I think Finland is a is a is a is a clear uh, uh, next step after after Ukraine didn't work out. And then it, it goes on. Uh, I read this week that about 12,000 U.S. military are going to go to the Philippines to exercise uh, with the Philippine military or parts of the military and uh, are, are talking to the Filipinos about, and it wasn't clear to me whether there are going to be new bases or old, three new bases or re, refurbished old American bases in the Philippines to be able to station uh, forces that will threaten China. Now, remember in the, in the 30s, we put uh, General MacArthur and uh, a large number of American troops into um, the Philippines to keep uh, Japan at bay. And after Pearl Harbor, the Japanese Army and Navy were kind of lickety lair up on the scene on the Philippines, invaded, captured, governed uh, the Philippines until 1945. And du during that period, they, uh, they, they uh, terrorized and murdered not only uh, American POWs, but also enormous numbers of uh, Philippine uh, people suspected of cooperating with uh, some of the, the U.S. military personnel who had dispersed to fight them in, in from the jungles. So now we're going to give ourselves another exposed position in the Pacific. Now, it, it's it's not clear to me, and I'm not I'm far from being a, an expert on our policy uh, or on our capabilities, rather, but uh, the, the, the Chinese have spent uh, the better part of their history acquiring influence and positioning in the Western Pacific, especially what they call the island strings, and there's four of them. And the latest, the latest success they had was in, Sol in the Solomon Islands, where they um, uh, basically, uh, without a lot of fanfare, moved in and take has taken over the resources there and are at least thinking about building a naval base there. But I think the point is, I'm not sure it's any more sure that today we could reinforce whatever army we had, or military or Marine Corps, in the Philippines than we could in 1940. Mike, I'll give you my take on that. They threw us out a while ago. We should have stayed out. Uh, they partnered with others in Southeast Asia. They've been very close to China in the last, I would say, 15 years. 
There's a lot of Chinese influence within Philippines. Okay, there's a lot of Japanese that are still there in business, you know, since World War II. Uh, I, I don't trust either side of the government over there, uh, whether the senators or the Congress. Uh, and I don't care who's the president now, you know, because I think there's enough infiltration of China in the country. They will know every move we make and how it's being made. So uh, as far as I'm concerned that, you know, if you want to you want to stay out of it, I think we're better off. They've been good friends with China. They've been doing a lot of business with China. And uh, I don't think it's going to stop with whether they're we're there or not. OK, that's my opinion. Now, you know, I don't know what kind of agreements we have still in place in defending the Philippines. I doubt it. You know, I doubt it since you know we left. We had the bases there. It was it was a good it was good while it lasted. Let's put it that way. OK, it was good for their economy. It was good for us. It was, you know, it served the purpose. Right. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know, Mike. I just think uh, I think I it's a good place not to be, Colonel. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's it, it, indefensible, really. Yeah. At this what, point, no. at this point, what interests are, are, are we're saying very clearly? Our interest is to aim these bases in the presence of our military there against the Chinese. Mm-hmm. That's certainly you know not much of a threat, really, but it's a nuisance to the Chinese and probably one that could be relatively easily. Um, taken care of, or at least negated, uh, neutered. But again, like I said, I don't, I don't know enough. I don't, other- there's not enough information out there yet. But I was surprised of of the the, the nature of the reporting was that it, it'd be a good thing for us to to go back to 1898, and we don't even have to sink a decrepit Spanish fleet. And and in this time, we can just go in and set ourselves up and and. Uh, have a chance at another war. Well, I think that the, the reason we would go there is to put more uh, troops, military on the island. And again, you know, it would be the same. Oh, okay. So, you know, these guys were defending democracy and they were killed or nuked, whatever might happen. Okay. Let's just say, God forbid. A tripwire. Um, yeah. And then it's like, oh, this will, this will give us an opportunity to uh, do what? What, what are you going to do? Have another detente, have another meeting in Paris, have another meeting in Switzerland. You know, I just saw it last night. Again, we were talking about Putin. The ICC is coming after him for some other stupid thing. Today, they were saying something else about the ICC. And he's like, I don't even recognize them. I mean, this is a joke. You know how he can fit, finish Finland, Mike? This is very serious, too. OK, I, I think he could do this. Because the, uh, the EU is so... Uh, dead set on methane is a problem and global warming. And we have to go to uh, different energies such as solar and whatever wind, right? I think he puts a bunch of cows on that border <laughs> and just let them blow away and get the wind down in Finland and get a little bit of that methane on that side. I mean, what, what is Finland going to do? What are they going to do? Serve cheese? What can well, they do? Why, and who would care what happens yeah. to Finland? Why should the American people in the state we're in now, or even if we were prosperous, care about a country that would join an alliance that all but uh, secured a positive chance of a, of a war? They got themselves into this. They, they get themselves out of it if they can. Well, and you know, they, I guess they forgot that they fought the communists once or the Russians once in 1939, 38. 
Mm-hmm. And they, they held them off the first time, but the next time they came back, they didn't. Well, they should have never allowed them to come in because we don't have a Helsinki anymore. Helsinki was always a place we can have a, a, a meeting, some nice cheese and wine and, and <laughs> butter. Get it and get on down the road, as we say. You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, upset. I never I never visited Finland and Iceland, and I don't know why I didn't do it, but it must have been a reason. You know, I went to so many countries over the years. It probably is a nice place to visit. You know, in the summer. You know. Yeah, a lot of nude people too. They say that they go yeah, that, yeah, dancing around. I just want to see one of those Northern light things, <laughs> but, but all kidding aside, I mean, it's just, it's just hilarious. Remember this goes back. This all started with, we will not expand NATO. Yeah. And we lied. Yeah. So we lie. We just lie. We, we love lying. That's the bottom line of America. Yeah. When you, when you come to America and you, you want to make a treaty, you want to have a deal. There's no guarantee. We're not going to lie to you. Yeah. And look at, look at this. I mean, it's so before, before, remember back in the old days, Mike was called the hawks. The right was the hawks. The Democrats are more hawkish than the Republicans. They don't. They care can't get enough war. Yeah. No, they can't get enough war. Yeah. I say this. I say start the draft now. Start it right now, right before Memorial Day. Put it out there next week. Get the memorial. Get it out there. Draft your kids. Draft all the Congress kids, the senators. Draft everybody. Governors' kids. Their grandchildren. Get the draft, and you'll see how fast this thing shuts down. Yeah. Okay. You'll, you'll, I think it'll there's be shut down. a lot of wisdom in that, Colonel. Get the Steve. draft. I've been yelling for the draft like for a year now. Get it going. And then you'll see, because then you're going to have uh, Larry Light and the loafers jumping up and down <laughs> on the springs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need that. Well, they'll go in there just to get the operation free. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, but, uh, you know, listen, we, we have people in the military that sit in front of these conferences and these these commissions and these Senate and congressional hearings that are just unbelievably, I don't know what's the word, Mike, but they sit there and they're supposed to be running the foreign policy and defense of this country. You want to know something? Just go down to Texas, send your offices down there for two months and close the border. Just finish it. Don't go around the world talking about democracy and NATO and nation building and sending more Americans to war to get killed because we have a decrepit economy and administration. Don't talk. You, you want to talk about that? Go right down to Texas and fix the border. Because like Mike says, what did you say in the beginning, Mike? We're almost at the end of the empire, right? Yes. We're at the end of the Republic almost. It, yeah, it seems to me, unless something, something uh, wonderful happens or the Lord smiles on us and he doesn't have a lot to smile at us about. Uh, at the moment, it's it's it, it's it's just a it's ingrained now in American politicians to want war, and I think it's the Democrats certainly are are through and through warriors. I and it just you know where's the peace demonstrations? I, I always argued even in the seventies that the, those demonstrations were owned by the Democrats. Mm. They were there. The the peace movement in this country was just another one of their plantations. Whether you know like. Hispanics or blacks or or gays or whoever, uh, but there's no n- nobody gets out on the street, uh, you know. And, and if you're print stuff, and I can I can vouch for this, you get a, quite an attack. And that was the final thing I wanted to mention that mm. the Americans more and more, uh, the CIA and the State Department are, uh, you know, 
being blamed for uh, facilitating the riots that are going on in Israel against Netanyahu's government. Now, for, for the little I'm known for, I am known as someone who doesn't carry a brief for Israel, and I, I, I remain uh, indifferent toward whether it exists or doesn't exist. No state has the right to exist, which we are proving here in the United States now. If you don't have social cohesion, if you don't have military strength, if you don't have a viable economy, you, there's no right there. There's no right that's going to come in and save you from being extinguished. But what I do object to thoroughly, even in a country I have no use for, is us getting involved in a, deciding the, the future of another people. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's necessary. Uh, it's not necessary for national interests. It might be uh, uh, of interest to some uh, to the prejudices of some um, uh, part of the American community here to have us do that to make sure Netanyahu stays in power. Uh, but it's it's a blatant example of of the United States uh, believing in the nonsense of exceptionalism. Uh, can you be? Ex I guess you can be exceptional for doing dastardly things like what's going on in Ukraine, like what went on in Vietnam, what's going on now apparently at our behest or at least with our assistance in Israel. Uh, it it, it is, a, is an astounding thing. And if people are, are betting on America as an exceptional country, I think if we look around the world, the surveys would show that we're exceptional in the number of people that dislike us as compared to 50 years ago or 100 years ago. Well, yeah, years ago, I would say we were an exceptional country because we did a lot with what, we, you know, from the frontier days all the way up through, I would say, 1950s, Mike, 1950s, yeah. 60s. We were exceptional. But now we're just, you know, we're an open border country bringing in all these cultures who have nothing in common with us other than to pick our pockets and, and our social welfare programs, more than happy to work with uh, phony front groups to make sure that they pick our pockets and are successful at it. So we were exceptional at one time. And the American work ethic was great. And the American education system was great. And that's the, that's the threat to this country. And that's why we're on the National Security Hour. By the way, uh, we do have shows five days a week at 7 o'clock. And I believe... Ed Hoagland will be coming up right after us this week, and he's going to talk about what's really the big danger in regards to cognitive dissonance again on his show. And, you know, what we have to do, you know, while we're on the, let's say, the last gasp or the last legs of what's going on in America. So, again, I want to thank my co-host, Dr. Michael Scheuer, who I've been with 13 years now, Mike, going on 14. Right. We were young and, kids then. Yeah, we were just young to riding bicycles a couple of years ago. Remember that before we got our driver's license? Well, you right? had the bicycle. I always had my tricycle. Yeah. So we want to thank you, uh, America Out Loud, for having us on the National Security Hour. And don't forget, we want to thank our listeners. Again, go to twobikes.us. You can send us comments and emails. We're happy. Uh, all our international audience, American audience. And we want to thank you, the listener, for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States and America. And we really sincerely mean that.
So we want you to continue to listen to AmericaOutloud.com. Tune in 24-7. It's great news. This is where you're going to come and get the news. And we're on all the platforms. Don't forget iHeartRadio. And there's plenty of shows 24-7. But we're most happy to be on on Monday at 7. And again, National Security Hour. Joining us next week and be part of the National Security Hour. Don't forget, we do enjoy the emails. We do enjoy the comments. And we want to thank everybody for being on. And that's it for two mics on the National Security Hour.